Hey there, Sam. Hey, Nathan. What's up? Uh, I'm up. It's 10.45, so I've, I've finally woken up today. We've started the day running 45 minutes late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so tired. Yeah. I had a wedding last night. Um, I'm currently I'm coming, coming to you from Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Brewers. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I always want to say, I always mix up Wisconsin and Michigan. I don't know why. I'm just an idiot, but it just, they're like a, sort of a similar shape and they, they <laughs> hug the same lake. I know where Chicago is. I know that Chicago is in Illinois, but. Um, Chicago. Man. Anyway, it's like my third wedding, I think, in Milwaukee. Oh, really? And I. I I haven't been doing workshops as much recently, but I used to do a workshop in Milwaukee every year since like 2012. It's crazy. Yeah, you know, I, I had never been to Milwaukee up until last year. I was surprised at how much I loved it. It was so cool. There's like all these bridges and stuff. Yeah. Oh, although I will say I was freaking out a little bit. I was I was coming back from, you know, late lunch, maybe 45 minutes to like get back to my place take a shower real quick, change, get settled for my wedding. Freaking freight train comes through the road that I need to go through. I'm like, all right, it's probably, you know, it's already been there. Like it had been there for a little bit when I stumbled upon it and people were waiting. And it was like a decently sized queue already. So I figured it's going to be over soon. Five minutes. Right. Dude took 25 freaking minutes standing there and it was coming to a stop. Which also had me concerned, but I figured it must stop well past like the um, you know the intersection. But the problem with that, you know, eventually it did clear, and I was able to get on and you know hustle my way to everything I needed to on time, no problem. But standing there for twenty twenty five minutes, it's slow breaking, and just like every few cars would be nails on a chalkboard, screeching, most painfully loud thing you could possibly imagine hearing. And there's no nowhere you could really go to escape it unless you completely, you know, were out of line of sight from the train. I mean, it was so loud. Oh. And uh, I was just shocked that this was, like, in the middle of downtown. They must have to deal with this all the yeah. time. Uh, and I was thinking, like, okay, maybe there's a, a roundabout way to go underneath it or use one of the many bridges, as you pointed out, to circumvent this thing. But I... Nobody else, like there were at least a dozen other people standing there around, like bikers, like clearly local people. Mm-hmm. So if there was some secret path, clearly they wouldn't have been waiting like me. Right. Uh, I found it quite frustrating, and and it was cool. Like there was some dude taking pictures and doing like a time lapse and stuff. Like it was cool to see like an old school freight train. Yeah. I had glimpses of myself jumping on it and just seeing where it takes <laughs> just me. Just seeing the world. where it goes. But it also made me kind of thankful we don't have many of them on the East Coast because that would be really annoying to have to, yeah. you know, especially if you were already running late for something. I cannot think of a more frustrating scenario. Yeah, because you're just, just staring. You're just stuck. There's just And you have no end in sight. Right? It's coming around a, a curve. Yeah. It's coming around a corner next to some uh, some buildings. And you have no idea. It could be another 20 minutes. <laughs> could be <laughs> could six be hours. Seconds. It might just stop. Yeah. So I had some sweaty palms there for... for a moment, mm-hmm. but thankfully, uh, Milwaukee, it's, you know, medium, small size city. So anywhere you stay, you can, you can kind of get to where you need to be yeah. in 15 minutes at the most. It doesn't seem to be plagued by all these other medium cities that have been just over, oversaturated and underbuilt with infrastructure. Right. Like traffic is fine here. It's 10 minutes to the airport. It's <laughs> awesome. That's cool. 
so how was the wedding? Wedding was great. It was the uh, sister of a bride I had a couple years ago at a, a wedding in Malibu. Oh, um, cool. So her sister Sam, fantastic name, <laughs> and <laughs> now is. her husband Billy got married yesterday and. Uh, the most dog obsessed people I've ever met. Like they love their dogs, and their dogs were super sweet. But uh, like the getting ready photos were at their their condo, and it was just full of every every poster, every sign, every sticker was something dog related. Interesting. Yeah, I saw your Insta story about the uh, the best dog or something. Yeah, mate, dog of honor. Dog of honor. I think, yeah, I think both their dogs had that. Dog of Honor, Sasha and Edie. They were sweet, and they were in the ceremony. They had a brief appearance walking down the aisle. They did all right. And, um, yeah, it was, they, they lucked out. Uh, Billy, the groom, pulled, like, a last-minute baller status move of getting roof access to their condo building, uh-huh. like, by surprise. And uh, by surprise, so we did their first look up there. Oh, nice. And uh, I, was a little, I was a little nervous because... This is uh, like a four o'clock first look, so high sun, but um, we got patchy, partly cloudy skies, and it was mostly diffused clouds, so um, it worked out just one of those weddings where everything just seemed to work out. Cool. But but it was brutal, you know, shooting by myself, had to set up the the Giphy photo booth, and... uh, yeah, just a lot of moving parts, yep. and I ended up staying a couple hours longer than I needed to, just because the party was pretty fun, and uh, I'm beat today. Yeah, still haven't had my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can actually talk a little bit about that because there was a wedding that we shot together. Um, was it last weekend or two weekends ago? I can't remember. We were scheduled to be done at like nine, and we stayed to like over ten thirty because oh, that was the last dancing weekend? was so awesome. Like, we just had to stay. Yeah. That was uh, Malika's wedding. Malika's um, yeah. wedding in... Uh, where, where was Malika that? and... Um, Leesburg. Allen. Uh, but was, where was it? Yeah, in Leesburg. So, and we... Not only did we stay yeah. <laughs> extra late, but, uh, but we, had, we had like an hour and 40 minute drive home. Yeah, an hour and a half like drive back. Yeah. I, I'm finding, strangely, though, the older I get... Uh, you and I have both been doing this. We're, we're about to earn our 10-year badges here, we're, we're in crazy. The, we're in the double digits almost. I think in February um, it'll be double digits. The longer it goes on, the more I feel it for sure. Although physically, I don't know, I'm feeling it less now than I have in previous years when I was really out of shape. Yeah. It wasn't so much an age thing. But I'm finding, man, weddings are just flying by. Like, rarely, I can't remember the last wedding where I was like, okay, I need to get out of here. Ten minutes, all right. Yeah. Um, like, they are just starting to fly the frick by. And I love that. I think that's good. Yeah, that's a good thing. I don't thing. know if it's a mindset change or if it's just like as you get older, time goes by faster because that's just how it is. But uh, I don't know. I was reading an interesting Reddit thread about the passage of time uh, for old people and there's this oh, yeah. sweet little anecdote from um, just some person that was like yeah grandma you know it's it's the day after New Year's you want to let's take down the tree and, and you know get the house reset from Christmas and she's like why it's going to be Christmas again soon it's <laughs> 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 like yep that's, 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 that's where we're all headed <laughs> uh, there's some there's some quote oh, I'm not going to remember it I'll, maybe I'll remember by the end of the podcast about like the passage of time as you get older. Um, I, I agree. I think lately I've been shooting, I don't know. I've had a a few weddings lately that have just felt like they, I, I think it, it has something to do with kind of understanding the pacing of weddings more and more. 
feeling like I know generally what is it is going to happen in each I don't know scenario mm-hmm. like a first look or the ceremony or you know or the reception yeah just like being and and like kind of I think the 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 my favorite thing to do is like when I'm presented with a difficult lighting situation just doing the mm-hmm. sort of mental run through of like okay how am I going to shoot this to make it look the best that it possibly can given this you know strange lighting scenario mm-hmm. And that kind of tends to, I think it, it just kind of tends to distract me um, from mm-hmm. thinking about timing and kind of makes, because mm-hmm. as soon as you get into like a creative flow, like time just goes right by. And if you're feeling really... That's an interesting point. Yeah. I wonder if actually having electronic viewfinders where you see bokeh and all aspects of the lighting and, and essentially the end result in real time, I wonder mm. if it's sort of gamified, like video gamified mm-hmm. the experience of photography more than when you just had an optical viewfinder and you were just looking Interesting. at what otherwise you would have been looking at with your normal eye. Like it looks the same other than being in a little black box through an optical viewfinder. Right. Um, I, I wonder if, if just shooting mirrorless has, has sort of changed. Obviously it's changed a lot about um, people's approach to photography. Yeah. Even me who like I was absolutely one of the early adopters of like shooting live view right. on a DSLR and like really emphasizing that this is the primary way that I shoot mm-hmm. but like even with that for years like there's a distinct difference in how I approach virtually everything in terms of timing and yeah thought process with lighting yeah. and all that with a mirrorless camera and, and I just yeah it has changed things and a thousand percent do you use on the USR the um the like tap to drag Touch autofocus, yeah. To like move your focus point around, yeah. But I don't, I don't, yeah, I, I don't find I don't. myself using it that often. But it's, but I think what that is really is it's just kind of, I'm still learning how to adjust the focus points, and I'm still learning the autofocus system on the EOS R. It's, um, it's, mm. uh, it, it's different than with Nikon. But once I've, it is. once I figured out mm-hmm. sort of how to, I okay. So one one cool feature of the EOS R is the lock controls feature. Um, yep. Because you can lock any controls, or you can like not lock any. You, you can you can not you know choose not to you lock. You can selectively. Controls. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I think I have mine lock everything. Ex- I can't remember. Yeah, but it's a great button. I love that they have a dedicated button for it. Yeah, it's really cool. So what I have mine do is I have mine to lock the autofocus point or like lock the touch screen so so that my my autofocus dot stays where it is because what i've noticed is when i've got my camera sort of swinging around picking it up and putting it down but down by my side i tend to accidentally tap the focus point and then sometimes i'm not ready for a shot because the autofocus points in the corner i just lock and press the lock button and it locks that's critical yeah that was one of the first things like yeah it's cool lifting your camera up and seeing your focus point in the like bottom corner was the most frustrating thing i'm so glad they had a so frustrating work around i will say though i am finding more and more um i guess sort of a design flaw i I do tend to bump either with my hand or with my side the um the far right buttons like thumb buttons Mm -hmm. the ones next to the uh, afon i bump those and i have those customized to adjust autofocus modes right so it's not that big a deal i can quickly jump back but it's really annoying (laughs) because it's happening more and more and i don't know why um that i just pick it up and i'm in a different af mode than i was expecting um i'm hoping they dial that back a bit yeah, so going back, though, to sort of the, the live view 
and electronic viewfinder. I had an interesting experience this past week where I was shooting with another photographer and um, I commandeered their camera for uh, a photo with, because I, I I didn't have a particular type of lens that I really wanted to shoot with. It was so strange because it was it was a D810 Nikon D810. And I was like, I was like, okay, I'm right at home here, and I like picked it up and I was like, oh, I don't know what I don't yeah, have any idea what these controls are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, so that was the that was the first thing. But um, the the second thing that was funny is that he didn't have his his viewfinder set or his his live view set for exposure preview. So, um, effectively it was just metering that I was using for, for my shot. And it was just interesting. It was, it was almost like stepping backward in time to like a different time when, you know, before even live view. And I was like, why, why would anyone shoot like this anymore? And, um, and I just, I just thought, um, it's not, it's not a bad way to shoot at all. Like it's, it's totally a fine way to shoot, but it's just interesting now that you've got live view on any camera, especially even, you know, the D810. And now with mirrorless, you've got electronic viewfinders. And I like what you're saying about kind of gamifying it because when you, when you, when you look at the back of the EOS R and then you put it up to your face, you're seeing the exact same thing it's not Mm -hmm. any different whatsoever other than the evf being you know lower quality so the blacks are kind of strange it's basically the same thing and when you approach a situation knowing just exactly what Mm -hmm. you're about to produce um, before you click the button is like really it, it is a weird mental shift that is definitely in a positive direction i don't know i've just been thinking about that that it it makes things it makes things easier to shoot in a lot of ways because you're right there able to see exactly what you're shooting i think there's something creatively that goes on there where you're like okay now that i see this i wonder if i can do something different with it and it kind of makes you do some i think some what's, mental what's like it can be sort of boiled down to two things stuff. for for people that have have for, shot the majority of their life as a photographer um, with optical viewfinders, it's very uncomfortable because you are in a different mental space. So it's really uncomfortable for them. But for people who are just starting out, it makes perfect sense. And what I love about it is it um, frees up so much mental space for you to it's basically like a giant shortcut like wherever the problem was part of that equation has been solved by evf and yeah. the consistent experience between back of screen and the the viewfinder um mm-hmm. so given that now half the equation yes, has been solved definitely. written for you you know what your exposure is you know what the flare is doing you know all everything about how the image is going to look you have that much more mental real estate to like just start you know at a higher level of problem solving if that makes sense versus interesting old school photographers yep. I think who that's are exactly right who, you know grew up with developing this muscle memory and this way of thinking about how they make an image and the where the problem starts is different for them versus where the problem starts for uh, somebody who grew up and is completely used to using EVF, in my opinion. Interesting. And so there's like a resistance to, to, yeah. to have that shortcut because it, it almost feels too easy or like they don't know what to do with that extra mental delta, <laughs> that, that, extra, that now freed up mental space that they would have had yeah. to use for other things. It, it's almost uh, worse off because it's, it's 
uncomfortable and unsettling, I would imagine. I don't know. I think you and I started at just the right inflection point um, to have kind of perspectives in both worlds. But like we were talking briefly just before we started hitting record, that is why you need to embrace this like faster than you think if you haven't yet. Like the mirrorless revolution is a thousand percent the direction everything is going. And if you resist to it, you're going to fall behind. Like people are going to have like younger, better people or people that have accepted the technology sooner are going to have better, faster, um, more evolved ideas. I I believe. Um, I mean, I, I, I keep going back to this quote and I know I've said this on the podcast before, but I, I really, I really resonated with, um, I think it was actually a Ken Rockwell. Ken Rockwell. Uh, I'm just going to go to his page right now just to uh, see how he's kicking it. Ah, He looks exactly the same. (laughs) What a guy. Um, It's, yeah, he's, what a guy. Um, But he, he, he made this mention, I think it was on some of the early reviews of the the Canon EOSR, or maybe it was maybe it was some okay. other camera completely. I have no idea. But he was saying that the mirror that the switch from digital to mirrorless is as significant mm-hmm. as the switch from film to digital. More and more, I'm realizing that that's absolutely true. This is this is a completely different camera system. There's no and so oh and so that was another thing that I was going to bring up is um, I was shooting this uh, this two day conference this past week and it was it was pretty grueling like ten hours like two days in a row um, of shooting this this conference and at this conference there was a bunch of people who were sort of camera enthusiasts they're basically a bunch of geeks at this thing and some of them were into cameras and I got a number of people coming up to me being like hey is that the new Canon system. Um, I shoot Sony, you know, or like, or like, oh, have you tried the Nikon or, you know, and we would get into these conversations about mirrorless and they all kind of were saying the same thing that it's like, this is a new frontier a little bit. And some of the old timers were like, well, what's all, what's all the big fuss about? And I'm like, dude, you need to see, first of all, you need to see these lenses. Yeah, Like they are just the most (laughs) beautiful like highest performing lenses i've ever seen and the only the only lens i i still think that the nikon 58 one four is is still kind of my favorite lens of all time but this 51.2 rf is is challenging that like really hard because it's just and i've told you this before sam but every photo i feel like is awesome with this camera with this lens um it's just such a beautiful lens and so you get these this this totally new type of shot 1.2 is sharp autofocus is really really um accurate that um there's no fringing there's no yeah. there's they there's like these less to resolve in the way like of the well image. into the 100 megapixel sensor range like you'll be fine for yeah. at least another decade or maybe more before you start to see any issue yes. with these relative to the sensors um it, yeah right and and you're removing this this internal component, this slapping mirror that goes up and down and up and down. Your whole camera system is smaller. It's faster. It's got more options, and most importantly, it's got an electronic viewfinder. And that's 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 been kind of the key to the whole thing is that you now have this completely unified visual picture mm-hmm. in front of you, where the live view, everything that you see. Can, you can you can customize to make it exactly what the shot is that you're about to take 
and it's a total game changer. Yeah, I would say the totally the, the next biggest jump that I could imagine would be if somehow um, you know you had a couple of Canon flashes paired with your camera, and at the power reading that the flash was, it could like render. Right digitally what the yes. power is going to look like on the people without actually having it some some other <coughs> giant revolution in flash is the only thing i could imagine like that's coming next in terms of uh where edf yep. and uh or sorry where mirrorless kind of has the potential um biggest thing that i'm concerned about with with camera manufacturers in general is the software side of things not necessarily the hardware because i think they are yep. They are really, really struggling compared to where they should be. Uh, they need like freaking some of these Apple app developers over there, just like making sense of the, this. These menus, uh, they're literally like boiled down. They're they're the same as their first digital cameras that came out. Um, that's my biggest disappointment. Yeah. Seeing with this embrace of mirrorless, they didn't also completely overhaul their menu interface. It should be way better. But that make that may come soon. And you've you've got interesting you know, challengers coming up in the, in the camera space, like, uh, was it Zeiss that's building their own sort of like Lightroom infused oh, camera? I'm, I'm super interested in the Sigma FP. It's yep. a full frame mirrorless cinema and still super small. It's like pocket yep. size or, or uh, like a point and shoot size. Um, I, I full also frame. have been thinking that another thing that's been, that's been bothering me ever since I started shooting weddings is that iPhones are a better camera than everything that we have. For one reason, because they take the photo and they can share it right away. There's that yeah. that's better than 100%. any yep. D five like five thousand dollar D five or two thousand yep. dollar. I'm constantly EOSR. wandering around like receptions, thinking, man, I wish I could have like a running stream of like my photos. Like AI should be able to selectively pick the like the general best of any burst picture that I take. Um, do light auto processing on it and like surface it up in a feed that people can tap into like that should a thousand percent be a thing i mean google phones do that you take a burst shot on your google pixel it auto chooses the best photo where the eyes are open the expression is laughing and people are making the same expression it's not always right but that should be something that a professional camera can tap into in some way like i i'm always desperate to be like man i all these people here have no idea what I'm capturing. And I, and I do like yeah. some of that, especially for the more creative photos, but like for the, you know, the group shot that I took of all the family, like boom, airdrop. Like I want that on their phone right then and there. You know what would be cool? Uh, with some swipe up to yeah. share on your camera. So you just, you go through yeah. your, your camera, you're swiping left, right. swiping left, swiping left. And then, oop, that's a good one. Swipe up and then boom, it's shared to like whatever it is that you've yeah done. Uh, with like a beacon system yeah. or something like airdrop where it's they they it just prompts like a notification that sam sam heard wants to share a photo who is sam heard oh the professional photographer of this wedding like some descriptor and then boom it's just yeah i'll accept this or not like that i mean how yeah awesome would that be like yeah and so that that's the one thing that's really been bugging me ever since er, again ever since i started seeing iPhones at weddings, which is, I guess, pretty much right away. Yeah, people are like, here, let me, I'll, I'll be like, click, click, take a photo, and I'll walk away. And as I'm walking away, they're like, okay, let's take an actual photo to like, you know, so, so that I can send it to like yeah. Mumbai or whatever. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I'm like, that always has, has irked me. It's always been something where like, oh, they, I guess they got me there. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the only thing where I'm like, damn it. <laughs> 
Um, so that would be really cool to see. Um, someday. At some point. Someday, maybe. Maybe on the sooner side, yeah. please. <laughs> we'll see. Um, speaking of technology, and, and uh, did you hear about this Zeo or Zoa uh, app um, it, you know, going viral in China? No. It's totally Zoa. made me rethink the potential future of entertainment. So it's like a deep face app where you send it a fo- just one photo, I believe, of yourself. And it okay. uh, is smart enough to put basically CG your face on top of a, of a character in a movie. And you can see your own face as the actor acting out Whoa. the scene or whatever. And this is an app on, on your phone. And I was thinking, holy crap, if we can ever get to like pass the uncanny valley completely straight to like AI... Dude, Nathan, imagine if they're like, hey, the new John Wick movie's out. Do you want to watch it? Okay. Do you want to be John Wick? Okay. <laughs> Click. And then you, Nathan Mitchell, are Keanu Reeves, like the actor in the film. And you can have Abby, Whoa. your wife, be like the you know love interest or whatever. Like, Imagine what that could do to the future of entertainment when you literally could be the person acting things out. Okay, yeah, this is amazing. Uh, this is bizarre. It's I'm watching videos on it right out. now. Zayo. It's called Zayo app. Which, by the way, was an awesome metal band back in yeah, the day. Yeah, I remember Zayo. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, um, one of the guys from Anne Berlin used to play. Wow. Anyway. Say what? I think one of the guys from uh, Anne Berlin used to play with them. or They were inspired or something. Even oh, Anne yeah. Berlin is not <laughs> hardcore or metal. Um. Yeah. So so crazy. You know, this is all these face masking, um, like apps. They're just sort of gimmicky, fun right now. But I'm telling you, man, eventually it's going to be a problem, and eventually a lot of people are going to regret ever having put their face on the internet. Oh yeah. (laughs) Well yeah. You're screwed at this point if you're living in the modern world. Like, we're just... Yeah. Our faces are just going to be used generation. everywhere for anything. Yeah, seriously. But maybe that's the, the secret. Uh, maybe because everybody, like, has a photo on the internet, it just won't matter because everybody is just... A, yeah. But I don't know. It's it's freaky. But I was just thinking in terms of, like, hey, Netflix, you know, next week rolls out the next Black Mirror. Oh, do you want to be the lead character in this? Send us you know a face id scan of your face okay done an amazing idea for black mirror because you know they with um bandersnatch Um, which i never actually watched because they never rolled out an apple tv supported version (laughs) so i was just like "Eh, oh no i'm gonna watch it on my ipad whatever but i don't know just taking that to the next level you can be like okay you can choose the story or uh, actually don't even worry about that here's the story how about any person that wants to can just the story boom let us tap into your social network okay all your friends and family are also in this movie with you done crazy (laughs) i'm telling you man um you have to think in that way though a lot of times with technology like how crazy is it if you brought a mirrorless camera back to a photographer just 20 years ago their minds would be blown that the fact that you don't have to develop anything you don't have to send wait all of this sits on a tiny little memory card that is yep. like the size of your thumb <laughs> like what are you yeah. talking Dude, about that can't be yeah i have 16 gigabyte compact flashes from back in the day that are like sitting there collecting dust and i'm like man that was 
that was awesome back in the day. But what? But now, 15 years yeah. ago, Compact Flash was like invented 20 years ago, so it wasn't like ubiquitous yeah. like, like the way it is or it was 10. Anyway, it's um it's scary. It's exciting and scary to think what's what's coming down the pike. Um again, it all will boil down to virtually no need to be technically uh smart. This is my opinion. Like it'll all boil down to purely what your ideas are. Um, in terms of storytelling, in terms of uh, yep. concept, whatever, but like your actual understanding of light and everything, and and how to use the technology, I think it's just going to become sort of doesn't matter because you can tell the computer to make it whatever you want. <laughs> um, yeah, which it's is crazy. It's but. an interesting frontier in terms of not just. I mean, wedding photography is. I don't know. It's kind, it kind of is what it is, and I and I feel like it'll be interesting to see how that evolves. I don't really know how that'll change too much. Well, to be what's honest, funny about yeah, like like what you're chipping away at there, I think, is that like wedding is weddings are a tradition, and one of those yes. traditions is cutting the cake. One is your right. first kiss, for the most part. There's these like tried and tested traditions that are not going away because it is what a wedding is and thankfully one of those things seems to be like you get a photographer and videography is a new thing that will probably be around forever but maybe not Mm -hmm. i mean video photography was there years before video in terms of like a wedding day tradition and uh so you just yeah you hope that nothing replaces that but uh, yeah it's funny i I wonder how long even if it is worth replacing people just like hire a photographer purely for the tradition of it but yeah i'm i'm also concerned about or not concerned but i'm interested in what's going to happen to um you know fine art photography it's a i don't know because you i'm seeing all kinds of like so awesome stuff like on instagram that's definitely it's just like extreme photo manipulations it's and not really photography cool stuff. The th- i think it's already happened honestly where yeah what you're has. seeing people brand as photography to get a wow factor and make it feel accessible to you like you like anybody now knows what what goes into making a photo so if you label yourself as a photographer and you're showing work that even if everyone knows there's some manipulation happening but you know as the creator it's mostly manipulated work but you still call yourself a photographer or this is a photo it has that wow factor and creates that like oh my gosh my photos don't look right. like that you know and um i think that's already happened i i mean yeah and it's something yeah. um oh shoot it's something similar i think that happened with film like even today most right. I, would, I would venture to say most film photographers don't actually shoot film most of the time but they still associate and define themselves as film photographers because people are so impressed by by knowing what goes into shooting film you don't know what you're going to get in an evf i can't see the back of the screen like that's so impressive um even though yeah what actually surfaces to being seen in a lot of film photographers work is an act is a digital photo to some degree Mm -hmm. uh, oftentimes not always i mean i'm sure there still exists that one person who only shoots film (laughs) but i'm telling you most film shooters don't actually shoot film that much uh film is all about obviously film is all about the process I don't think that it's about the look anymore. There's no reason to make it about the look yeah. of film anymore, honestly. Right. Um, I mean, yes, in some very, very tiny, minute ways, yes, the film is definitely different from digital. But is it noticeable to anybody but an expert? Probably not. No. And you can achieve just about the exact same look 
digitally if you want to. Yeah, if not so a better look. I don't think where film and a better could, look potentially. Yeah, exactly. Um, but but certainly yeah. So any any film photographers that are still shooting film, the main thing that they're producing is a particular type of shot based on the process. Yes. You know, I mean, you could say that about any kind of camera system, but if you're shooting film, you're not shooting it for the look. You're shooting it for the process. And that, I think, is... If you're, if you're shooting it for the process, then I think you're, you're on the right track. If you're shooting it for the look, then, dude, you're spinning your wheels. Like, come yeah. on. Um, <laughs> like, Although I marketing will have you believe the that look. the look not. is... is uh, only achievable whatever doesn't even matter we don't have to go down the whole film rabbit hole but we don't have to go down that rabbit hole but essentially yeah that i'm also interested to see what the you know the differences in the process of taking of making images with mirrorless cameras are between uh against an slr like the process is now different because as you were saying before an optical view yeah you've got live view but you know, a lot of times you're shooting with an optical viewfinder. It's a different process. Now shooting with an EVF, it's totally different. I, I love it because it's it's reducing that again. It's kind of it's kind of creating a little more mental space for creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really like that it's a different. And I, I guess maybe that's why it's a significant a jump at, from film to digital, and then digital to mirrorless is because the processes are now changing. It's all good times. I am about to die without my coffee, though, and we've been going about thirty-five minutes. So, I think that was this is a good as good as place as any to stop. (laughs) I've been uh, also promising on my Patreon for the longest time a write-up about culling and uh, and and editing in in VR, and uh, I've got my little oculus go here that's that's my VR kit for travel. I have the um, the Oculus Quest, but it's not as fun for travel. Got my go. I got my uh, all the stuff I need. I'm going to see if I can. I'm, unfortunately, I, I'm running the beta Mac OS Catalina on my MacBook Air, and uh, it's messed up a lot of my Wi-Fi stuff. So, like oh. for example, mm-hmm. one of the things with VR um, is latency. Uh, the computer right. is talking to the headset through Wi-Fi um, to achieve near zero latency near you'll never get completely but very very unnoticeable latency you can uh, buy a little wi-fi card like usb card uh, a little nub and Mm -hmm. create a an ad hoc like one-to-one network between the vr headset and your computer unfortunately mac os catalina has killed off a lot of the drivers for this third-party wi-fi thing so i'm going to be troubleshooting that all day to try and get my vr working with near zero latency uh because without that you can't call in VR. So anyway, I'm going to be working on that all day. Cool. Yeah. Um, cool. Anything, uh, I know you don't follow Apple news quite as religiously as I am. Are you excited about the Apple event next week or this week, Tuesday, I believe. I'm just excited for the new iOS. Uh, uh, have you been running the beta? No, I haven't. Oh, I have. It's I amazing. Just, You're going to love it. I know. I've, I'm, I'm just, I haven't had time to do anything, but knock down photos but yes i'm really excited for for ios now, i want to know what this, i don't this know what else is going on third the, uh, there, there's there's a rumored third three lens camera on the iphone and i haven't oh. been interested enough to like research what that third lens might be enabling but i'm super interested okay uh what else is is going on at this uh, apple event are they going to announce any 
any new MacBooks oh, yeah. or anything? No, uh, well, maybe some hardware. Who knows? But uh, Apple Arcade is going to launch finally. Oh, and, right. Um, so that's going to be like a, a rumored five dollar a month uh, subscription to games built exclusively for the iOS ecosystem that also um, uh, explicitly cannot have like loot boxes or pay to play, pay to win things. It's got to be like cool. old school. You learn the game, you get good, you beat it, or you don't. <laughs> um, I like which that. is awesome. I love that. And then they're launching uh, supposedly a ten series like content, show, like a Netflix competitor, but they're limiting it instead of Netflix's approach with like having everything and then uh, making their own stuff. Netflix, or Apple is only making their own stuff, trying to make it as high quality as possible. And I think they're launching with ten shows to start. Like two billion dollars of investment, so quite a lot, and they should be pretty great. One of them is a space uh, like race um, in the '60s, I believe, or maybe it's in modern time, but it, it goes back to the '60s with the um, "What if the space race never concluded?" Essentially, and the Russians beat us. Something like that. It looks amazing. That's, that's cool. Really well done. So, all that's coming out Tuesday. I'm going to watch that closely. See where we go. Nice. Um, speaking of games. Um I heard that, so apparently, Nintendo. I haven't actually been able to sit down with my Switch and check this out, but apparently Nintendo just released a bunch of Super Nintendo games for free on Switch if you have oh, a Nintendo subscription. Yes. By the way, did you see Star my, Box. My, the story of the, the kid on Box. the dance floor with Star Fox? I love Star Fox. Uh, did you see um, my, my Insta story with the kid on the dance floor yesterday? Say what? Oh, oh dude, look no, at my I didn't. Insta story. Okay. Hold on. I'll get it. And then we'll, we'll close out. This is going to be okay. Nathan's reaction on podcast. Okay. Mm, nope, that's light. Somebody knows. Whoa. Look at this kid. He's amazing. <laughs> He's so awesome. Sitting <laughs> right next to the speakers, right next to the dance floor, just chilling out on his switch. <laughs> Just absolutely dominating. Yeah. He was actually on the dance floor a lot, but he got tired, I think. (laughs) All right, man. Well, uh, I'll sign off here. Catch you back in Baltimore. All right, man. Later on. Peace.